Well, good morning and welcome to Local Matters. We are talking education matters today, and we are talking to Tim Martin, the Deputy Director of Putnam County Schools. Tim, we're honored to have you with us. Well, I appreciate you having me here, Dr. Bell, as always. I'm glad to come out and talk a while. Well, it's it's great to have you back, and uh, we're in an important time of year. We're just about to launch a new school year, and that's always exciting. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's uh you know, for those of us that have been around a while, uh, we're starting back when the weather's still really warm outside, and that still feels kind of strange, but that's just the way it is these days. You know, I, <laughs> I always felt strange about a July or early August startup. It seems like it ought to be September, but yes. that's just the old old model, the old mm-hmm. school model, I guess. And this new one seems to work, too, and the kids love the fall break. So yes, correct. I guess there's uh, some advantage. Well, some folks may not know you. Why don't you tell everybody a little bit about your background and uh, where you grew up, how you got to this position with Putnam County Schools? Well, I grew up in Fentress County, uh, graduated from Clark Range High School many, many years ago. Um, I've been in uh, Putnam County Schools since graduating from Tennessee Tech, uh, 31 years in Putnam County. I've been a teacher, an assistant principal, principal curriculum supervisor and now direct deputy director of schools you pretty well run a, a bunch <laughs> of the, uh, the routes around the track that's great yes sir that's great well and i know tennessee tech just prepared you superbly for all those uh, i always enjoyed tennessee tech and i still believe it's one of the best schools in the state of tennessee if not the southeast well thank you for saying that i i tend to agree with you but i'm <laughs> i'm biased just a little bit well, tell us about the coming school year. Uh, how's enrollment doing, and do we anticipate a larger number of students this year? Right now, it looks like we're holding very steady. We ended the year last year with just a hair over 12,000 students, and uh, that that's pre-K through 12th grade. Right now, I've got 11,600 pre-registrations for K through 12, so I don't have my pre-K numbers in there yet. And uh, we normally have four to 500 pre-K students. So I would expect that we're probably going to start the year maybe 100 more than we had at the end of last year. That's great. Well, it's mm-hmm. um, I know you don't stay up at night dreaming about that kind of thing, but it's <laughs> um, uh, obviously always a, a big question out there on the horizon Yes, as you see that new school year uh, coming. How about uh, your capacity in your schools? Are any schools at or nearing capacity? Well, right now, Upperman High School is the only school that is uh, that I would consider at max capacity. And uh, anybody that's down there knows that we're adding classrooms to Upperman High School right now. So it's the only building that I've got that's at max capacity. Um, I'm a little bit um, keeping my eye on Burke's Elementary School right now. Um, it's really at capacity for the teachers that we have in the building. So if I get more kids up there, then uh, but I do have room to put more teachers there. And that's something a lot of folks don't think about. You may have a room available, but you've got to have a qualified teacher too. That's absolutely correct. And you know, of course, we'd like to be able to hire those people as early as possible before they get snatched up by other school systems. But uh, at the same time, I can't hire teachers until I have 
kids, and I, I know that I'm going to be able to get that funding. Yeah. How is the uh, nationwide teacher shortage affecting Putnam County this year? Uh, this year, surprisingly to me, it seems to be better than last year. I feel like we really struggled last year. Uh, but we had uh, we had some really important uh, spots at Cookwell High School. Cookwell High School had to hire several math teachers over the summer and was able to fill all of those positions and and felt really good about it. So I feel good about that. Um, we've had a real struggle in the last two or three years with uh, high school math, high school chemistry, things like that. There are just not many out there anymore. Those STEM disciplines are are tough to recruit for. Not a lot of students going through those pipelines coming out of, of College of Education. That's correct, and that's from anywhere, Tennessee Tech or anywhere else. Yeah, that's right. It's described in all the nationwide journals and things that keep up mm-hmm. with that kind of thing. So yes. it's a challenge, and those are some of the toughest uh, topics to teach. Yes, they are, absolutely. I um, English teachers and math teachers, uh, you know, uh, course chemistry and physics and things like that are difficult. But, uh, you know, we've got so many uh, English teachers out there taking essays home every night to grade and yeah. things like that. And, and uh, you know, as a social studies teacher, um, you know, I felt like I worked hard and, and I tried to always push my kids and, and uh, challenge them as best I could. But, uh, we didn't write essays every night, and, and I didn't carry things like that home with me. So I, I really appreciate those teachers that do that. My mother was an English teacher, and I can remember many, many late nights where I'd be going to bed and she'd still be grading. Absolutely. Well, that's just hats off to all the teachers <laughs> that do that kind of activity. Uh, they, it's not just a 8 o'clock to 3 o'clock job at all, is it? No, sir, it is not. Well, we've got a new elementary school coming in on the mm-hmm. southwest uh, corner of the county. Yep. Uh, talk a little bit about that. Well, if you go down there, it's actually starting to look like a school now. You'll see uh, concrete blocks two stories high, uh, so no brick on the outside yet, but you can definitely see it uh, taking shape. Um, you, As you know, that was uh, originally planned to be a K-8 school, so we're not uh, currently building the middle school wing, so it'll be K-4 when it opens up, and we do hope to continue that uh, and and be able to expand as quickly as possible, uh, but as a result, uh, you know, it's going to be, it, it'll look like a smaller school to start with, um, and it won't have the athletic fields and things like that to get started either. But your hope is that it's going to move through a full K-8 sometime yes, soon. Yes, sir. Hope the county commission is listening here, right? <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a tough budget time, and and absolutely, um, yeah, they've they've got to rationalize those budgets. That that really would um, make it a nice school down there if yeah. if that when that happens. Yes, uh, you've also got uh, quite a few leadership changes this year. So, talk a little bit about some of the uh, the leadership in the schools. Well, we've got a couple of new principals. Uh, so we've got uh, Mel Presley. Uh, going from Avery Trace, uh, assistant principal, going over to take over Parkview. And, of course, she'll be there for uh, hopefully for just this one year and then be moving into the, the new Parkview school with the kids. Um, and we're looking forward to that. Of course, we uh, say goodbye to longtime Putnam County employee Bobby Winningham. Uh, 
worked with him when I first started uh, teaching at the old junior high. He's always been a friend to me, and we certainly appreciate him. Um, we also have Miss Bree Wheeler going from assistant principal at Upperman High School, uh, taking the reins up at Monterey High School now. Um, Miss uh, Sonia Farley is going to be taking a position with our uh, supervising some of our CTE students. Um, so she's looking forward to that, I think, and Miss Wheeler um, moving in there at Monterey High School. We got a lot of assistant principal changes. I've got uh, Karen Maddox going from Cookville High School uh, to Avery Trace Middle School. She's taking Mel Presley's place there. I've got Michelle Bowman going from Cookville High School to Upperman High School, uh, replacing Miss Wheeler there. I've got Amy Roshan going from being a teacher at Upperman High School to Cookville High School, um, replacing Karen Maddox. I've got Cody Ashburn going from a teacher at CHS to assistant principal at CHS, replacing Michelle Bowman. I've got Dustin Williams, teacher at Upperman Middle, moving to, a, to assistant principal at Upperman Middle, replacing Kyle Childress. I've got Amber Campbell, a teacher at Avery Trace, going to Allgood Middle School, replacing Ashley Brown. I've got Jennifer Franz, teacher at Allgood Middle School, going to Monterey High School, replacing Chris Buckner. And I've got Stephanie Thrasher, teacher at Vital, going to Prescott Middle School, replacing Misty Briggs. Well, you've got um, a <laughs> lot of moving parts there. It's funny, as you were listing them, I was thinking about when I moved from a faculty position a long time ago mm-hmm. to a uh, a department chair and then an assistant dean kind of kind of position, and everybody said you're moving to the dark side. Oh yes, coming from Star Wars, you're uh, <laughs> you're moving from from faculty to administration. Yes, it is a great developmental experience for these folks, and many of them will be your principals here in a yes. few years. So, you know, I think it, it uh, as you can hear, and it was important for me, to doc, Dr. Bell, to say where they were coming from and where they were going to, that really helps us to share among the, the district and, uh, you know, not keep all this knowledge locked up in one place, uh, but to share what we know with as many teachers as we can. Um, and that's just really one of the things that we work so hard for is to get everybody on the same page and we want everybody to have the same educational opportunities if they're at Monterey High School if they're at Upperman if they're at Cookville it doesn't matter we want everybody moving in the same direction we get our teachers to work together we have lots of uh, get-togethers after school with our teachers and our curriculum people to make sure everybody's working on the same way. And quite frankly, we spend a lot of money making sure that everybody has the same curriculum materials and everybody has the same resources to work with. And that's really good to the, for the students. And it's it's good to get someone who's been at another school for a while. Yeah. There's just some cross-fertilization that's 
that's uh, absolutely handy to have there. And it's you know it's difficult. You talk about uh, moving to the dark side, and that's absolutely <laughs> what it feels like a lot of times. But what you have to do is you you have a, a lot bigger view, a lot higher level view. And so you have to say no to a people a lot of times because you're working for a large group of people and not a small group of people. And so everything, uh, you know, it, it, sometimes you just have to be the bad guy. And that's the way and it we'll, is. Uh, we'll take a break and then come back and talk just a little bit more about that. All right. What's so important about shopping with locally owned businesses? When you shop local, your hard-earned dollars stay here in the community, helping to benefit your friends and neighbors, local schools, roads, and all aspects of community life. But what happens to my money if I spend it online or at a national chain store? In most cases, the profits go far away, out of state, corporate headquarters, or even overseas. It doesn't take any extra effort to shop local. Office Mart on South Jefferson and Cookville is your locally owned office furniture and supply store. For over 35 years, they've been proud to serve businesses in the Upper Cumberland with quality and value. You get real customer service, too. And unlike shopping online, you can actually see and try out the large inventory of office furniture in their showroom. And when it's delivered, it's not a box on your step. They're glad to install and set up everything. Office Mart. There's no other locally owned office store in the region. South Jefferson Avenue across from Hardee's. Shop local at Office Mart. Welcome back to Local Matters. We're talking to Tim Martin, Deputy Director of Putnam County Schools, and we're talking about the new school year and also a lot of new leadership in the school system this year. And Tim, you mentioned a lot of those folks were moving from a teaching role into uh, the administration role, and I jokingly said they're moving to the dark side. It is a great developmental experience for them. And uh, they really do get a chance to contribute to not just a classroom full of students, but a whole system of students, don't they? Absolutely. Um, you know, your your uh, opportunity to help is what I always call it. You know, I I always said I want to be where I can help uh, the most people that I can with whatever knowledge and skills that I have. And so you have a, a much bigger opportunity, although it's not nearly as personal an opportunity. So uh, if you talk to any of these people, anybody at the central office, anybody that works in the office in the schools, they're all going to say the same thing. If you ask what's the one thing they miss, they miss seeing the kids they miss every the kids. day. Yep. They miss the kids. They get and you know and there can be a lot of frustration working in the classroom, but you also get to see the good stuff up close and personal, you know, and you get to build the relationship with the students. At my position, I don't get to build too many relationships with the students anymore. Uh, you know, I sometimes get to build relationships with some new teachers and things like that, but my uh, proximity to the kids is pretty far away. So these new administrators, uh, what do you think the single biggest challenge or biggest set of challenges is during that first year? I think during the first year, um, you know, right off the bat, uh, you've got to realize that you're working for everybody in the school, not just for one classroom. And it's different when you realize that you're in a leadership position or to put it simply, you're the boss. 
you've got to tell some other people what to do and how to do it and when to do it and and things like that. And so when people ask questions, they're asking questions of you. You know, you don't get to sit down in the faculty meeting and listen to somebody else tell you <laughs> what to do. When they ask that question, you're the one that's supposed to stand up yeah. and answer it. Yep. And so uh, that's the onus that you have to take on when you become a leader. And that's why it's so important to build the team and to have that uh, team know you're there for them, but you're also wearing the T-shirt. You've been yes. that, you've been that teacher, and now you're moving up and and having a broader role. Absolutely. Well, we've got a lot of things to um, to talk about as we talk about launching the the new school year and and the new uh, the new systems. Uh, you've been doing a lot of work over the summer in in uh, renewal and replacement and uh, maintenance. So talk about mm-hmm. some of the things that are that are, have happened over the summer. All right. Well, we're trying to spruce things up over the summer. We've got a lot of painting uh, crews out there working, uh, trying to paint a lot of our entrances, a lot of our canopies and things like that. Uh, uh, one I visited uh, down at Cornerstone uh, Elementary the other day, and it just looks absolutely fantastic. Uh, it was really, really rough looking at the end of the year. And of course, we didn't want to come in there painting all that with kids around and everything, but it looks really good now. hope those parents and students down there will be real proud of that. Um, we're painting the gymnasium at uh, All Good Middle School. Uh, in addition to that, we're painting a lot of hallways and, and just – areas around a lot of our schools so uh, hopefully that'll be a a brighter and and more colorful place for for our kids to come in Um, on top of that uh, some of the biggest things that you'll notice we try to uh, completely refinish a couple of gym floors every year we got a lot of gym floors in the district and uh, you got to keep those looking good and so uh, this summer we're um, we're doing all good middle school and cornerstone elementary and so those will get new graphics on the floor. All, it'll be sanded down to the bare wood, all new lines, all new graphics, uh, everything. So, again, we try to do a couple of those every year when we can. Uh, in addition to that, we're completely replacing the floor at Avery Trace Middle. It got flooded when we had a water main break over there. And uh, we tried to do some repairs and fix it, but it just wasn't going to happen. So we're having to rip it out and put an entire new floor in. So. And that can be a safety issue if, oh, if there's a little bit of buckling going on there. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so um, hopefully those will all be done, um, we hope, before school starts. Uh, but we're going um, to be down to the wire at Avery Trace. We had some issues over there. Uh, of course, that gym floor has been there for a long, long time, and when they started ripping it out, what was underneath wasn't exactly what we expected, so they had to order some uh, different uh, underpinnings for it, and we had to wait for those to get in. Uh, but if we don't have it by the time school starts, we'll have it within the first couple of weeks of school starting. And I imagine every year, I know you have this year, there is some vandalism across your facilities, <laughs> across your system. And uh, you've got to go in there and and do some rework on that every year. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, uh, this year it was uh, Cookwell High School. Uh, End of the year, we got some uh, vandals in there. We had um, uh, some students who tried to pass it off like it was the senior prank, 
but it wasn't. And um, unfortunately, and, you know, I would just like to throw this out there to, to anybody that's listening. Uh, you know, we had some students that got out there and they spray painted on the new track around the football field. And um, I'm sure at the time they didn't think they were doing that much, uh, but uh, it's $30,000 worth of damage. You know, that, that paint will not come off of there. And I'm having to get the company that uh, installed the track to come and resurface um, about 150 feet worth of track in order to to fix it. And, um, you know, it's just uh, you you may not think that when you're out there having fun and just think you're playing a trick or whatever like that, but it's an expensive thing. Uh, Those students are going to end up going to court and they're going to end up probably – having judgments against them and, and having a record in court and, and things like that, and, and it's just really a pretty big deal. You just don't think about that when you're in the moment. Right. But, um, yeah, that's that's money that could have well been spent on another project somewhere else. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, of course, we hope to that uh, we're going to get some money back from those kids, but that's probably going to be a long time coming. So I would expect, yeah. yeah. Well, you hate it. You, you just yep. hate to uh, hate to see that. Um, any other maintenance or or big projects over the school system anywhere? We're going to take a after the break. We're going to come back and talk about SROs and the okay. new role they play. But. Uh, probably the other biggest thing we're getting ready to um, bid uh, the old Parkview building. We're going to re- go ahead and replace the uh, roof over there. And so uh, we're getting ready to bid that. I believe next week is when that's coming up, uh, and hopefully we can get that work. They think they can do that work while kids are still in in the building. Uh, So that roof has been in bad shape, and we've kind of been in limbo with what we're going to do with the new building, what we're going to do with the old building, uh, because it's over a million dollars to replace that roof. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. It's – Folks just don't think often about schools during the summer. They assume everything goes to sleep, right. and that's not true. <laughs> that's when you get a lot done that you can't do during the Absolutely. year. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we're taking a quick break, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Local Matters. We are talking to Tim Martin, the Deputy Director of Putnam County Schools, and we're talking about the upcoming launch of the new school year, all kinds of exciting new places and new faces. Uh, There are new leadership roles being played and a lot of neat new activities going on. Uh, Tim, the legislature uh, talked quite a bit about resource officers and and put in some new legislation on school security and SROs. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about that and and then about school security in general. Okay. Well, the legislature um, uh, passed legislation and funded legislation to ensure that there was an SRO in every school in the state of Tennessee. Um, Research shows, uh, regardless of anything else, I mean, you can lock doors, you can do whatever you want to do, but um, SRO, having an SRO in the school is the biggest deterrent of uh, anything that, that you can do. 
in Putnam County, we've already had an SRO in every school building. So we're very proud of that. We're proud of the cooperation between the school system, the county commission, the sheriff's department um, to make that happen. And, you know, for the last several years, we've had that here. We will uh, still get money from the from that legislation. So that will pay us back for some of what we've done. Um, and when the state funds things like that, it's always in partnership. You know, they're going to give you some money, but they're going to expect you to put up other money. But since we were already doing it 100%, we're going to have some extra money coming in. Uh, that money doesn't, that money actually goes uh, straight to the sheriff's department. Uh, but the biggest benefit that we're going to see from it is our two biggest campuses, Cookville High School and Prescott, will have an additional SRO each. And what we've had is our two supervising SROs. Uh, since those campuses have two SROs on them already, our supervising SROs have been placed at those campuses. But when something happens and the supervisor gets a call to have to respond to somewhere else, then that only leaves one SRO at that big campus. And so we will, with this money, uh, have an additional SRO at each of those two campuses. And that's uh, that's great use of those funds, and good that the legislature is is thinking about that. I know parents, as they say goodbye to their kids to go to school again for a year, they always think about security and yes. and school safety. Uh, tell us what you can. I know you don't want to uh, disclose every bit of the security mm-hmm. posture, but tell us what you can about some of the security measures that that you're taking. Okay. We, uh, we employ lots of security measures, uh, those that uh, you can see and and those that sometimes inconvenience you, and then those that a uh, lot, uh, lot of times you can't see. Uh, but the things that you can see for sure, you know, we have a lot of cameras in Putnam County Schools. Um, <clears throat> cameras are out there as a deterrent. Um, you know, they uh, you, you do certain things, and we're going to see who it is, and we're going to be able to, to get people after those people. Um, we... Um, we of course we have the SROs, uh, but we also have um, we have uh, buzz-in doors now at every school. So you can't just come up and walk in the school. You're going to have to push the button. There's a camera on that button so they can see who it is before you get buzzed in. Uh, and we're trying to uh, ensure all of our new schools uh, are being built now with secure vestibules. So you're going to come in, and you can actually open the door and walk straight in to the secure vestibule, but that's as far as you can go. We haven't, I guess, paid that much attention to this except in the last five or six years. Right. So if you look at the new ones that we've built, uh, for instance, All Good Middle School, you go to All Good, that's one of the newest, was probably is the newest vestibule we've built. You'll go in there and you can interact with the front office and never leave that vestibule. So if you just need to say, uh, here's Johnny's lunchbox, or this is Susie's homework that she forgot to bring, or uh, this is the paper that you needed signed, you can hand it through the little window right there, and you never go into the, the rest of the building, and never the kids are never exposed to whomever. 
not all of the vestibules are that way, but that's the way we would like. That's the play, and that's what you'd like to see. Yes. I've been in that all-good middle vestibule quite a few times, having two uh, grandchildren going there. And you're right, it's it's a very secured area, and you know you're being observed while you're <laughs> yes. in there. <laughs> yes. And I know you've got a lot of other security measures and, and things that are, again, they, they may seem like an inconvenience. We, we see a lot of things even in the parking lots and driving mm-hmm. to and from where you can't drive right up the way you used to. Right. There's a reason for that, isn't yes. there? There is, and of course, uh, we we spent a, a good deal of money uh, putting uh, the big bollards, the the uh, big concrete balls, or the big concrete uh, post, one or the other, in front of most of our entrances, uh, and that keeps people from driving up on the sidewalk or trying to break into the school that way. All of our schools have security systems on them, uh, so. Um, at night, uh, that keeps people out, uh, or at least notifies us if they don't. Um, you know, our fire alarm systems, I mean, all of our systems kind of work together as far as that goes. And then, of course, newer things that we're looking at are things like uh, bullet-resistant glass and uh, bullet film and, and things like that that, uh, that help to um, keep glass from breaking out. Um, We've also got some different kind of camera systems that we're looking at, and, and you know, just unfortunately, all this stuff is very expensive. But we've they've got cameras out there now that. Let me go back just for a second. So we have a check-in system now. If you come into the front office, you have to hand over your driver's license, and we scan that, and it does a quick background check. Now it's not like a FBI background check or something like that, right? But it'll do a quick check to see if your name is on any kind of registry that that we need to know about that you shouldn't be in the school building. They actually have cameras now that you can put out on the front sidewalk that will scan people's faces, and if their uh, name and their ID is on some kind of watch list, it will notify you before they ever get to the front You can door. lock down before they get to the door. Yes. Um, so we're looking at some of that. Um, but once again, that's very expensive technology. And I know teachers still appreciate uh, folks that come in to read to their students or that – that in some way participate in the school year with them. Mm-hmm. That that's good for the students. There's a lot more security to that today than there was 20 years ago. There is. We have to have a lot of background checks done. Okay, and so if you're going to work with our kids on a uh, long-term basis, you're going to have to submit to a background check. Now, that doesn't mean that a teacher couldn't have a guest speaker that's just coming in for today, and the teacher's going to walk them to the classroom, and they're going to be with that person all day long, and, and you know, we, we can probably get by that without a background check. Uh, but even if, we just have, even if we just have volunteers that are going to come in on a daily basis. Now, we do have some volunteers that may work uh, answering the phone in the office or something like that. Mostly with them, we have them sign confidentiality agreements, uh, but if they're going to work directly with kids, then they have to submit to a background check. And now, um, background checks have to be completed every five years. So even our teachers, now when I started, well, I started out in the Stone Age. We didn't have to have a background (laughs) check at all. Uh, and then we were required to have a background check, but one and done. Uh, but now we have to all go back and have a 
background check done every five years. It's amazing how that uh, works. I work a lot with Boy Scouts, and we do the same thing. Uh, the background checks are are there, and, and there's a certain level of background check every year just mm-hmm. to see what's new, if there is anything new right. in, in that system. So it's um, uh, it's a tough society that we're living in and tough set of new rules, but yeah. glad you're doing all those things. Let's Let's sort of wrap up by talking about Adopt-A-School and – all the great things the community does to to help our schools. Talk just a minute about uh, how important that is. Well, goodness gracious, Dr. Bell, I think we could probably talk all day about this. You know, we live in a great community that supports our schools. Just don't know that we could ask for any better. Our Adopt-A-School program, I think it's probably second to none. I mean, I don't, I just don't hear about that many programs like this, but it partners um, – businesses with specific schools and then those businesses meet with uh, sometimes with the PTO sometimes with the principal however it works out and they all it's basically just a partnership together and it's what can we do for you it's uh, sometimes it's money sometimes it's people Uh, I've had adopters that would say, hey, let me send out some people to help you at the football game. Then elementary schools, you'll see our adopters sending people to read on Dr. Seuss Day and things like that. You know, they're going to come out and and do that kind of thing. Or, you know, if it's field day, they're going to come out and set up a snow cone stand or they're going to do something like that. We have adopters all the time that help put up new school signs. They help uh, put new letters on the side of a building or something a little bit fancier than what we've maybe provided with tax dollars, you know, because they're proud of that school and they want it to look good. Uh, Most of our adopters really, really take pride in the schools that they work with. And I think the adopters love to do it. I know the Rotary, the Noonday Rotary is painting out at one of the schools here this week. That's just a fun experience for those folks to go out and and do that. It, it absolutely is, and we appreciate it so much. I, I just can't tell you how much. And, and, of course, we try to show our love as much as we can. We put banners up with the businesses' names on them, and we'll put their names in the yearbooks and all things like that. But, you know, I know that's not why they do it, but uh, but we just like but to show our to, appreciation. Good to say, good to say thanks. And, and we want to say thanks to all mm-hmm. the adopters. And, Tim, I want to say thanks to you for being <laughs> part of the program today. Well, I appreciate that very much. It's always great to come out here, and I appreciate everything you've done for education in Putnam County. Well, it's good to have you, and uh, we'll look forward to a great school year. Thanks for being with us.